traffic sucks, but your podcast don't have to. Welcome into the afternoon drive with five. Joining us now on the Incredible Pulp Lemonade Hotline is a man who you could say has been groomed to be a head coach since he was a little kid, former Heard County Brave and University of West Georgia Wolf, the coach that, in my opinion, has the best shoe drip game in the area, first-year head coach, Coach Austin Barron. Coach Barron, thanks so much for joining us. How's your summer been? Just out, outside of football, you know, outside of becoming the new head coach, how's y'all summer been? It's been good. It's been good. We've uh, we stayed busy. You know, in, in our household, there's not too many dull moments between uh, two head coaches and a, and a one-year-old little girl. We 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 the, we, we definitely stay busy. So uh, it, it's been exciting. and It's gone by really fast. And coach, you know, we've seen the pictures over the summer uh, of the padded practices and everything. What was the the trip down to Panama City Beach that you took a bunch of kids to over the summer? What was that all about? Okay, so uh, whenever I first took over uh, the program, I met with some different people within the community about different things and opportunities that I wanted to kind of get involved. You know, I felt like uh, whenever I took over that all the resources within Villarica, um, everything's here that it needs to be successful. And I think that part of what's held it back is that nobody kind of that sat in this seat has been able to pull all those resources in the same direction. So part of when I first took this job, I wanted to reach out to to all those different resources and figure out how we can work together to, to kind of all push in the same direction. And so one of the people that I met with was was the pastor over at um, at Villarica First Baptist, Kevin. And, and we sat down and had breakfast and, and I kind of told him an idea that I had where you know, we couldn't afford to go to FCA camp. Um, it's just an expensive camp to go to. And, and with us buying new helmets, new equipment, and kind of, you know, all the expenses that we were having to pay for, we couldn't afford it. So what we did, you know, I was telling them that we were going to um, just rent like a, a camping site in LaGrange and take our team down there and bring in different speakers and, and basically recreate our own FCA camp because I didn't want a lack of money be the reason for us not experiencing something similar to that. Um, so when I was telling him that, you know, he had a good idea that uh, we just go to church camp with them. And so uh, they, every year down in Laguna Beach in Panama City, Florida, they, they rent out like this facility um, that sleeps about 300 and they only bring about 120 each year. So there's a, there's a lot of room there that sometimes is filled by other churches. Well, they invited us and, and, and he told us that, if, if I just came and challenged the church, that, that they would answer the call. And so we we needed to raise, um, you know, a good bit of money. Um, and I, I think in like two, three weeks, they raised right really close to $50,000 for us to go, which is just unreal. Wow, that's um, amazing. It is, it is. And so that trip and basically how that trip worked, um, we would stay down there in the facilities w with the rest of the church camp in the morning. We'd get up. We do our culture meetings, our mental mindset meetings, um, have breakfast with everybody, and then we would go out and practice at a local high school down in Panama City, Florida. Um, we kind of knew somebody that was, you know, from a, from the coaching world. We knew somebody that was down there that was willing to open up their facilities to us. So we would eat breakfast, go practice um, over there at the local high school, then bus back. Um, 
And then once we'd bust back, we'd eat lunch with everybody, do some of the kind of team bonding activities and that the whole church camp was actually doing. Um, so we kind of intermingle with the rest. And then we do some form of, uh, you know, uh, kind of a cohesive training, maybe more so than a speed training workout on the beach um, where we did some different things to kind of challenge them. You know, back in December, we sat down and we create something, what we call our culture calendar. So it's our systematic approach to implementing the core values that we want to have within our program and developing the mindset that we want to have. You know, we believe that those things don't happen by accident. So we're very intentional about what we do with that aspect uh, of our program. Um, and so kind of the peak of that was what actually happened at, uh, at the beach to where we're putting them in extremely uncomfortable situations, asking them to do very difficult things, making it unfair, and they know it's unfair, and still challenging them to see how they respond to it. Um, and so, you know, we did a lot of different things. Um, you know, for those, for the, like the Navy SEAL guys, we, we did the sugar cookie Um and then we did some speed workouts as sugar cookies. Uh, and, and, you know, the kids answered the call on that aspect. You know, they surpassed my expectations with how they handled it. Uh, and they did a very good job with it. Um, and then so after we would do that, we'd have a little free time, let them be kids, enjoy fellowship, uh, allow our coaches to kind of be just, just mentors around them and not, not just coaches, to get to know our kids outside of football. Um, and then we joined the church camp for the rest of the night, and, and it was awesome. They had different speakers. They had a band every night. I mean, it was it was a truly amazing experience. Um, that 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 week alone will, will have an impact on the rest of their lives, and it'll be something they'll always remember, um, and it'll be something that'll always have impact. I think it'll, you know, the ripple effects of that event, you know, I, it, it's hard to quantify how wide that impact is going to be and, and how, how far it's going to reach some of those kids throughout the rest of their lives. And that's one of those things that's bigger than football. Like when you, when you do a camp like that, when you instill that type of values, that's, that's a bigger than football type moment in those young men's lives. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And I, I'm just so grateful for Villarica First Baptist for allowing us to be a part of it. I mean, it, it was truly, truly amazing. And, and you know, I, I, I hope those that are within the church that donated, that made those things happen, um, that they, they know and understand how impactful that, that was for our kids w within our community. All right, Coach, i got to ask because I don't know. A lot of people might know, but I am not one that knows. What is a sugar cookie? What's the, what's that Navy SEAL thing? you got to describe that because <laughs> the only sugar cookie I know of is those ones that I can only eat like once a month because uh, I don't have, you know, I don't have very good restraints when it comes to sugar cookies. Yep, yep. All right, so sugar cookie, uh, you basically jump in the ocean, you get nice and wet, and then you roll back up on the beach so you're covered in sand from head to toe. Um and then you're asked to perform different exercises while you're covered in sand and it's gritty and it's nasty and it's not real fun and you're uncomfortable. Um, and it's just kind of a mindset to, to, to shift your focus away from what your body is feeling, um, shift your focus away from any discomfort that may be going on and simply to focus at the task at hand. Um, that that sounds so like a it, lot less fun than the moniker than the name. Sugar cookie sounds like something fun, something tasty. That doesn't sound like <laughs> a lot of fun, Coach. <laughs> no, no, it, it's it's not too much fun. And and I will say, coaches were out there sugar cookied up as well. And uh, we were we were co coaching as we were uncomfortable as well. But the kids handled it well, and it becomes uh, you know a fun challenge for them. 
Um, and, you know, and, and part of that, they had the sugar cookie when they may have missed something and, and it was, it, it may have did it pretty much right. And it was unfair at times, but, you know, we try to teach them sometimes in life that there's going to be unfair situations, bad things that happen. And you can either focus on, you know, you, you can play a victim throughout the whole, the whole ordeal and, and be a victim of the circumstance, or you can learn to overcome it. Now, will that be the next addition to the practice field of Villa Rica is a little makeshift ocean so you can sugar cookie during the week of practice? <laughs> no, uh, I don't know if we got that quite in our budget yet, but, you know, I wouldn't be <laughs> if somebody want to donate it. That's that's part of, you know, the track and field side. You know, there's always some there's there's always water that people were jumping into. And then, you know, there's sand when you do the long jump. So you're good there, right? We, we do have a sand pit. We do have a sand yeah. pit. We have to find some water. There you go. Well, I got a, I got a shovel and a, and a hose, so you know we can set something up. I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah, we we did have a hose out there the other day. We did a little team bonding where we pulled some tarps out, did a little slip and slide, let them play turtle football after we cleaned up the school. You know, part of our part of our summer initiative is called Wildcats Give Back. So we try to you know just try to facilitate as many opportunities as we can to kind of give back within the community. And so the other day, you know, we're getting ready to go back to school, so try to clean up school, pick up trash, wash windows, pressure wash doormats, you know, uh, clean up some of the pine straw, just different things around the school. But after that, we were able to break out the, the tarp and the slip and slide. And so kids got to enjoy that the other day too. It was pretty neat to see them um, enjoy it on the turf. Well, Coach, you've had a couple months now on the job as head coach over at VR. Have you ran into anything – since you've taken over maybe over the summer that has maybe caught you off guard or weren't you weren't prepared for? Um, you know, I don't know if you're ever fully prepared, you know, you can anticipate and, uh, and you try to be, uh, handle things as much on the front end as possible. Uh, there's always little things, um, that you, you, you can't anticipate, um, that are just, you know, kind of out of the blue, uh, but you improvise, adapt, and overcome, um, and, and you just and you roll with it. And, and you, you, as long as you have a core set of you know uh, of core values, and you 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 understand the division and the direction that you want to go, um, you can kind of navigate based off those principles, and and it's not too bad if you have that compass kind of set in the right direction. And every single year, you know, in high school football, we get coaches turnovers, coaches go from school to school. Uh, who are some new faces that we're going to be able to see on the sidelines in the purple and gold this year? Okay, yeah, we, you know, we're, I'm very excited about some of the additions we made to our staff. Uh, first one uh, that was able to come in, in in part of the spring was a guy named Chris Brown. Um, he's a he's, he's going to coach inside linebackers for us. He's been, uh, you know, he was a head coach at Hiram for a very long time, was a defensive coordinator at Noonan. And just last year was a defensive coordinator at Paulding County. So he's a guy with a ton of experience, a ton of knowledge. And he's just going to be an inside linebackers coach for us, which is an awesome, awesome hire in addition to our staff. Um, we were also able to bring in a guy named Adam Strakos from Veterans High School. He's been the head strength coach and defensive coordinator the last two years at Veterans. You know, they, they, they've, you know, had a ton of success on defense. They won the state championship in weightlifting last year um, in 6A. So he, he does a very good job. He's going to be awesome for our kids and the culture that we're building. Um, so he's going to coach the defensive backs for us and be our special teams coordinator and kind of head that stuff up for us. Uh, but he, he, he it, that was also an awesome addition to what we're doing. Um, there's one more guy that we're going to bring on staff hasn't yet been board approved. And, and so we're working through that this week, um, that he'll be able to, to 
to add to our staff as well. Um, so I can't drop his name yet, but it's going to be a big name for us and work. Yeah. You can't catch me next week. Uh, (laughs) Tell you what, we'll, we'll post this on Thursday and then, you know, we'll, it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) You you should wait until the wildcat welcome and have a, have a big, you know, uh, announcement at the wildcat welcome of who that, who that secret other coach is going to be. Well, I, I feel like he deserves it. Uh, I feel like I, I, he, I will say he was a he was a West Georgia Wolf. He was a first team All Conference player. Uh, you know, he he was a big time player there, and uh, so we're excited to have him on. Uh, and that that's all I'll give you. <laughs> you do have uh, some great, experienced, and smart assistant coaches on your staff. How valuable have they been to you this summer? Well, but before we jump on that, I, the the other guy that's kind of been with us for a while too, um, a guy named Tim Barrett. He's coming over from Mountain Zion, and, and he's been an awesome addition to our offensive staff as well. Uh, and there's there, you know, he does a very good job. He's you know over there they've been a wing tee, but he's kind of seen the writing on the wall as far as you know how offenses are shifting and how the game is shifting. So he's he's done a good job, constantly staying up to date with the game and meeting with different people on how to blend kind of what the new era of football is into their system. So he has a, you know, a, a good idea and a wealth of knowledge, I would say from, you know, a variety of different offensive styles. Uh, so, you know, he, he's been great to have on our staff. We've added another guy named LaShawn Eccles, guy I actually graduated with and played high school football with. Uh, he's going to come on and coach receivers for us. And, you know, he does a really good job. I, yeah, Eccles yeah. is coming in. That's so, fantastic. Yes, yes, it's it's, it's going to be big for us. So we're we're excited. We we we've made a we've made some good additions uh uh to our staff. You've got some great assistant coaches on your staff. How valuable have they been to you this offseason? Oh, they're all amazing. You know, like in the sit defensive room and listen to those guys talk, every single person in that room is either been a defensive coordinator or is the defensive coordinator and all have done it at a high level. So you know, they understand the game. You know, there, there's not one person within that room that, you know, can't can't game plan at a high level. So, you know, you can divvy out tasks and trust that they're going to be done at a high, you know, at, at a high level. Um, and you can trust them to do their job. You don't have to micromanage in any shape or way. Uh, then with our offensive staff, there's, there's a very good mix, I feel like, of old school gap scheme football and, and new age, new era. Um, kind of, uh, you know, slinging around and understand the space and attacking it with speed and space. And so having those guys mix and blend together creates, you know, a very creative offensive system. And so, we're, you know, they, they've been amazing. Um, it, it's been awesome to lean on those guys. Being a first-year head coach, having, you know, some experience within our staff is, is very, very crucial. Um, you know, it's, it's allowed me to focus on different things because I can trust that they're going to do their job well. And you talked about kind of that mixture between, you know, new age offensive philosophy and an old, older age uh, philosophy to offense. What can we look for? I know that was one of the things you talked about this spring. What can we look for out of the offense this year? Is it going to look vastly different than last year or just little tweaks here and there? What, what can we look forward to in the Wildcat offense this year? I would say if you looked at it just off, you know, just off the base look, it would look very different. You know, there there's still some key things that, you know, I, I guess some would, would call wing T principles. They're not, it's just gap scheme. It's power counter, but you know, all those things that 
our our run um, in a wing tee, but everybody runs them nowadays. I mean, it's GT counter that you see Oklahoma running over and over again, Florida State running over and over again. Um, and so, you know, you can you can see those. It's blended well with an RPO system. Um, so we protect our run game with a bunch of RPOs, and, and you know, we can kind of differentiate and tag different RPOs that we do. Uh, so, you know, if you just looked at it, it would be different. But our kids, you know, have been in a certain system, so we're going to build on what they do well, especially up front. You know, we're going to look to establish the run game early and, and, and then counter everything off of it. Um, you know, so – I'm excited. Uh, I, I think we, we, we have some, you know, some very good pieces within our offense. We've just got to continue to execute at a high level. And inside that offense, I mean, it, it, the, the engine is the quarterback position to, to every single offense. I know during the spring, I was at the spring game out there at New Manchester, and, and y'all roll out a pair of, of quarterbacks. What's that looked like over the summer? How's that quarterback battle gone? Do you have a starter? Are you still kind of up in there? And you, are you still looking at it? What's the situation over there? Oh, we'll name 22 starters come Harrelson County. I can tell you that uh, we're we're very we we believe in facilitating competition and cultivating competition in every aspect of our program. So nobody's uh, spot is is a, is is a starter right now. You know we do have certain people that may work, roll out with the ones right now, but you know with that being said, nobody's job is set in stone. They have to show up each and every day and earn it, and they have to compete and battle. They can't take a day off and. You know, we try to do a very, very good job because at the end of the day, you know, competition is, is a key component to, you know, being successful. So we try to make sure that we facilitate that in every way possible. Um, and so part of how we do that is, is not setting jobs set in stone, to, to make guys earn it daily. Well, Coach, uh, you know, your dad has talked about the last two seasons of installing winners, a uh, winner's mindset into the young Wildcats. Has that message been the same in the locker room, and, and how's that continuously going? You know, culture, mindset, uh, perception of adversity, those are all things that are constantly changing on a daily basis. The second you think you've arrived in any in any way, shape, or form uh, on that front, then, you know, you're, you're one step away from hitting a slippery slope and losing everything that you've worked for. So, you know, it, it's a constant battle. It's a daily approach. Um, and it's something that, you know, those great habits that we're trying to build, you've you, you got to do them daily because they're, they're, they're quick to leave. Um, and so it's been very good. I've been extremely, extremely proud of this group and how they've handled it. Um, I think there's some really good leadership within our program right now. Um, you know, and also they have they've had a unique experience. They've seen one year when when seniors buy into everything that we're doing and do it do it all at a high level, how successful we can be. And then if there's some, they have also seen if there's some you know cracks within our locker room and and not everybody completely bought in, how it can go on on that aspect as well. Um, so they know what they want their senior year to be like. They know what they want their legacy to look like. So it's it's on us as coaches to hold them to that every single day, and they've done a great job of answering the call. Um, daily on that and they, they've done a great job in, in kind of facilitating the environment that they want to be a part of that we've kind of you know we meet with the leadership council and talk through you know the things that we want to have within our program the things that we don't want to have and give them ownership of it because at the end of the day us coaches aren't in the locker room and a lot of it stems from that area so I think they've done a good job being intentional and correcting and, and that's and that's tough for a 16 year old kid to 
to, to correct your peers at times to, to make sure we're readjusting uh, anything that we don't want to have. Uh, but they've done a good job of it and they've done a good job correcting each other. I think it's, it's easy for, you know, a senior to correct a freshman at time, but when seniors can correct seniors and star players can correct star players and, and they handle it the right way, they treat each other with respect and they're thankful that somebody's holding them accountable, then you're moving in the right direction. And you talk about the accountability part, coach. These, these seniors and juniors that have on this team, if they played for four years of football, they know the highs of where they were at making the playoffs and winning the region and everything in that first year and sort of the lows of last year. Can you take some of the, you know, the, the yin and yang between the two seasons and show kids like, hey, look, year one, we did everything right. We were here. This is where our work ethic was. This is where our winning mindset was. Year two, it slipped a little bit, and this is where it can be if it slips. Are you able to take those two seasons, especially to the kids that are juniors and seniors this year, and really make an example of what we can achieve if our mindset is right and our work ethic is there? Yes, without a doubt. We constantly kind of pull back to that because it's, it's a tangible example um, that they can grasp, that they understand, that they experience. So, you know, there, there's no doubt that, and again, that, that's part of that unique experience that these seniors have. Uh, typically, their program's pretty good all the time or they're pretty bad all the time. Um, but they understand, you know, and I, and I think, you know, part of that is not so much of, not being bought into what we were doing, but a sense of complacency or sense that we've arrived in some, some form of the manner. Uh, and so that, you know, we know that we've got to constantly work, that we've got to constantly compete, that we've got to constantly grow, that good football teams don't peak week one, they don't peak week two, they don't peak week three, that they continue to progress throughout the year with how, you know, and you do that with great practice habits. And I think that that group, this group kind of understands that and, you know, and, and, and they've, they've displayed that uh, over the course of the summer. We've got to continue to, to maintain that. And, Coach, you talked about having a, a kind of a sh shattered locker room or of sorts, you know, last season. Going into last season, we, we had high hopes for, you know, repeating as region champs, that kind of thing. Looking at your schedule and talking about your schedule, there's a thing in high school sports that I absolutely love and, and adore, and, and that is having a, a rival. And granted, you're going to have your region rivals that you, you play against every single year. He who, A, has a wife who works for this other team, and B, has been in the city of Gold <laughs> for the past couple of years. Do you have September 8th like circled on, on the calendar for, for this year? And I know that it's it was not a great game last year for y'all, but do you have that game circled? Uh, we don't put any game on a pencil. Uh, we're, we try to be as process-oriented as possible. Um, so there's no one game that's necessarily our Super Bowl. It's can we get better from week to week? Can we grow each week? And then let the rest take care of itself. You know, if we work the right way, you know, win or loss – uh, good, good, great game, bad game. You know, are we improving? Are we getting better? Are we heading in the right direction? Did we grow as young men? Did we handle those things appropriately? That's what we're focused on, and let the rest be a byproduct of uh, of those of those habits. And so, you know, we we don't necessarily circle one game. Is it? I'm sure. You know, with all of it all over social media, our kids are excited about it, and they should be because there, there's something special to be able to play in those games. But as far as our mental approach goes to a football game, you know, we, we, we've got to just show up and play our football game and focus on us and our controllables and let what we control dictate the outcome. 
Coach, who's a kid right now that's gone through summer, you know, getting close to fall practice, been through the padded practice, been through the uh, the fun of the sugar cookie? Who is, uh, who's one kid right now that might not be a household name in Villarica, but by the time region play rolls around, he'll be on the tip of everybody's tongue out here in the City of Gold? Uh, you know, that's hard to say. There, there's a bunch of new faces that are kind of stepping into roles. We graduated every defensive back. We graduated both inside linebackers so, and some of our defensive lines. So, I mean, there's going to be a ton of new faces. Uh, and which one kind of steps up to the plate and answers the call, we'll see. Uh, you know, and, and that's the great thing. Like, I believe that we're a pretty relatively young football team. We do have some great senior leadership. But as far as a whole, when you look at our numbers of our starting 22 on offense and defense, you know, a lot of those guys will be back the following year as well. Um, and so there will be a ton of new faces out there. I, I'm excited to see uh, kind of who steps up and who does what because uh, there's a lot of potential within our locker room, I believe. And so, you know, there's some different guys that, uh, you know, that, that, have, that have had a good summer and a good spring. Um, you know, Caleb Baker is a kid that, you know, is coming on strong for us. He'll play our, our boundary safety position, you know, and he'll do some different things offensively that where his role was limited in the year past. A kid named Carson Alley, you know, broke his wrist last year, was limited at receiver, but he's had a very good offseason, a very good summer. Um, you know, Will Wallace stepped in at quarterback at the end of the year last year. He's had a good summer. A kid named Zaylin Bell has moved in. Um you know, and, and he's hard to miss whenever whenever he walks by. Uh, and he's had a very good spring, and, he, and he's adopted our culture and, and the way we do things. And so I've been very proud of him for that. Uh, you know, out, outside of that, you know, in the backfield, um, you know, a kid come, you know, some kids that have came back out that didn't play last year. Um, a kid named Cason Ward's going to play some corner for us, and he's done a lot of good things and shown flashes of, of – of, he can be a really good football player so you know there's a bunch of kids within our program that you know haven't necessarily taken a ton of snaps but are expected to, to you know fill big roles this year and so i'm excited to see what they can do all right coach final question for me and you know we being with the morning five you're always going to get some kind of laughter or some kind of you know goofy question <laughs> so okay what, what's it like essentially being your dad's boss <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it, it, uh, it, it's good it, it's fun at times we get to cut up you know I try to give them some crap jobs every now and then just just to give them a hard time uh, but it, it, it's awesome you know getting get to work with them is, is, is a lot of fun and, and we get to enjoy it and cut up and you know the great thing about that is is whenever he doesn't answer his phone at nine o'clock at night when i'm calling him i just pick up the phone and call my mom and make him put him put him on the phone so he can't he can't run from me that's uh, fantastic so, also uh, final final question for me also uh so like yeah. i mentioned september 8th uh do you and callie have uh like a little side wager on that game no, no, no sideways. It's not yet, at least. Not yet, at least. But you know, things are progressing. Uh, but uh, she'll be in, she'll be in the purple and gold that night. So she'll support her husband, and I'll support her whenever uh, softball plays. So we, but we do. We'll talk a little trash. I'm sure that week. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll hear some of it. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a fun little game to. All right, losers got to do the dishes for a week or something. You know, something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no doubt. 
Coach, my final question is, there was one play last year that was one of the most electric plays that y'all ran all year long, and it was uh, it was phenomenal. It was the fake punt. Is the fake punt still in the playbook? I, I know it was kind of a on-the-field call. If, if it was a certain set, it was green, and if it was a certain set, it was it was, it was red. Is uh, is that or some variant still in the playbook this year? Um. So we're losing Mike Alba yeah. uh, Jr., who – who was a guy that could do that? You know, he was a—he's an awesome soccer player. Uh, you know, and, and he was a phenomenal athlete and had a great understanding of the game. And so, you know, we were able to to put the football in his hands and trust what he was going to do with it. So, losing him, we're going to get away from the rugby style punt. Um, we just, you know, for us to be successful, we feel like we need to get away from it. Uh, so, we, you won't see the rugby punt this year. Uh, just because we're we're losing him and his ability to to execute it. Oh, and, and coach, you know, if everything goes to plan, you won't have to punt all year. Well, that 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 would be great. That would be great. <laughs> we, hopefully, we don't get a ton of punt reps this year. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, that's one thing you don't have to do a lot during the game. Coach, I, I can't thank you <laughs> enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to us. Uh, you got anything? You got any closing remarks to say to Wildcat Nation? Um, just come out and support, uh, August 4th, we have a meet the wildcats. Um, it's for all of our cluster schools, all of our red kids, all alumni, anybody within the community, there'll be some food trucks out there. We'll do a slight scrimmage an inner squad uh, scrimmage with each other. We'll be full pads and we'll go full tilt just for a little bit, just to give you a glimpse, a first look of what the wildcats will look like. So, you know, come on out, check everything out, come support these kids. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll be out there. We're uh, my son's playing seven and eight football, so we'll be out there and be decked out in all the uh, all the VR gear and getting ready for a very successful and fun football season this year, Coach. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it, and thank y'all, and thank y'all for having me on. Yep. Thank you so much, Coach. We can't thank Coach Austin Barron enough for hopping on here. I, I know I know coaches are busy this time of the year, man, gearing up for preseason and gearing up for the actual season. Uh, and school starting back in, in a couple of uh, about a week school starting back. So uh, I'm glad the head coaches can, can take a little time. It's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what Villa Rica looks like underneath new head coach, Austin Barron. I wouldn't imagine there's going to be a, a ton of changes, you know, it's not going to be a completely different looking team, but I think there is going to be some subtle nuances on offense and defense that uh, I, I liked the phrase. He said, where you have the new wave coaches and the old wave coaches coming together on offense and defense to try to form sort of a, a you know a culmination of whatever the best look is going to be this year for the Villarica Wildcats. And Bryce, I think you and Wes are going to see, in my opinion, I think you guys are going to see a completely different team than what Casey and Play saw last year. They did see they did have a lot of defensive players, as as Coach Barron just mentioned, graduate, and he said the majority of their backfield or their um, their secondary has is gone. A couple of linebackers gone. You know. A, a lot of their rotation men up front gone. When you replace that much, it's going to look like a completely different team than the one that Casey and Play saw last year. So I think you and Wes are going to have a front row seat to a very interesting and fun uh, Villarica Wildcats team this year. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things that we're going to notice immediately, I think, is going to be the senior leadership, uh, like like Austin said. And I, I love Timbo. I love Coach Tim Barron. He's, he's a great guy. He's an amazing coach. I just think Austin is going to be able to connect with a lot of these kids on, on just a bit of a different level because of how young Austin is. 
and he's just going to be he's going to be more relatable to these kids and know what they're going through. Uh, and I'm glad we got to learn what sugar cookie is. That does not sound like fun. Uh, and I don't intend or plan on ever doing that uh, in my entire life. I don't think that'll be something I'll ever want to do. Do you think uh, it would be interesting to see you and me as sugar cookie and just put that on social media? No, I don't think that'd be interesting at all. No, we're not. We're not doing that. Absolutely not. Unless in, unless whoever sponsors it wants to pay for the hospital bills for Billy and I, uh, that would be terrible, man. That would be that would be awful. Unless you gave me some like um, uh, not not Crisco, but some like Vaseline, to, like rub on my thighs so I don't you know get just chafed up. Yeah, that would. I, that's hey, more power to them, man. To the coaches that were out there doing it, to the players that were out there doing it. More power to them, man. That's that's tough. That's really really tough. And we gotta we gotta raise money. Villarica High School Booster Club needs to raise money so we can get a mini ocean on the practice field out there at VR, so they can do this sugar cookie thing. You know, maybe once a month or once a week or something out there at practice. Yeah, I think that would be uh, <clears throat> that would be interesting to watch and and to see like multiple coaches, it in in sugar cookie form. That would be that'd be fun. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. That's it. This edition of Afternoon Drive with Five. That was the 2023 Villarica High School Wildcats football preview. We will see you all next time. Same time, same place.